Johnson, Brandy, sweet old fashion right there. Ben Wager, Brandy Evangelist with Swan Leap. I'm super excited to dive into this next uh, iteration of showing you all cool spots to drink old fashions here in the Madison area. Uh, today, again, we're at the Muscle Lounge uh, over on the east side at the corner of Monona and Buckeye. Um, very cool place. We're sitting in the game room right now. We've got some darts behind Jimmy. We've got some ping pong, some foosball. Can't forget Buck Hunter. And as Wisconsin gets some big Buck Hunter reloaded oh, yeah. um, video shooting game. Or something. It's the one with the flat screen. That's how you know it's good. That's it. That's it. You heard it here first, folks. And that's at least a 32-inch flat screen on that game right there. Yeah. Maybe larger. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, so joining me today is Jimmy Payton. Um, Jimmy is our uh, sales and marketing manager at Swan Lane, director of sales and marketing. I don't know. The title isn't adequate, whatever it is. Um, Jimmy makes all the magic happen. Um, he will be the one that takes this probably very rough conversation and translates it into something very digestible for uh, the masses. Um, but what I really want to hear from you about is I understand you've done some good research on like the Wisconsin old fashioned. We talked. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of ripped was, on it last week. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to ask me something about supply chain, and I was like, Where's Oh this my going? god, this is a ah. this is a test. Um, no, I riffed on kind of my understanding of like Wisconsin Old Fashioned's present day last week but I would I think you can give us some more historical like let's, let's take it way back to let's the go invention way, way back. the invention of cocktails so you had they would, they would just you would order like the name of the drink that you wanted and then add cocktail to it and it usually just included like some bitters maybe some vermouth it just depended on what was available okay so give me an example of that the name of like the you drink could, you want an added cocktail you get like a whiskey cocktail which would be okay just so like, like you would say the liquor you want yeah the, yeah there you go and, and then, then just add cocktail to it add cocktail and then so instead of just drinking whiskey neat now you're drinking whiskey, whiskey cocktail and the cocktail meant just whatever like the soup du jour the cocktail du okay, jour. So like whatever, wherever like you were, that available. could mean something different. Because you got okay. like there was not a lot of innovation. Like distillation was still very dangerous. Yeah, but it is very dangerous. Don't dist don't distill on your own. It's usually illegal too. Um, but yeah, so Unless like you're in the mountains of there, West Virginia. There was a <laughs> there was a lot of options. You didn't have like so you had like bitters. You had the cocktail, like the the spirit. You had the bitters and whatever. So like then you get to the era of improved cocktails. So improved okay. cocktails, you could be like, I want to improve gin cocktail, and that might include like. Yeah, I've heard that language, but I never really understood what it meant. Yeah, so it's just like new styles emerging from new places, and it might include like a couple ounces of gin, a couple dashes of bitters, maybe a sugar cube, maybe a little bit of absinthe. Um, That's just the kind of yeah, the improvement. <laughs> just dash a little absinthe in there. <laughs> And then it got to a point where people were like, well, I don't want the improved one. Like, don't make it with all this fancy newfangled stuff. Because you know how society is. So they were like, I want it the old-fashioned way. So we're, we're getting there. It's a journey. It's a, it's a round I'm journey. I'm here for it. This is um, important. So you order the old-fashioned version of a thing. So, like, let me get a bourbon old-fashioned. And that's where the classic formulation of, like, two shots of bourbon, a couple dashes of bitters, uh, either a quarter, half an ounce of simple syrup, or, like, very early on, you would take the sugar cube, you would soak it with the bitters, you would, and yeah, that was kind of the, that was the appeal. So then that, so that's, like, kind of where old-fashioned comes from. Yeah, like, sugar cubes for me, like, I remember, um, what's the, uh, Domino? 
Yeah, yeah, right, Domino Sugar Cubes. Yep. So like, I remember my grandfather owned a used car lot when I was a kid, and it was like your classic Midwest. This was in Illinois, your classic Midwestern, whatever. Like, you showed up there any morning. There were at least four to six grumpy old white guys sitting around drinking coffee. Out of styrofoam cups. Out of styrofoam. The short <laughs> the styrofoam, short styrofoam cups. cups. It, it was short. It had the, the, the thick ridges. lip and then yeah. the, the other two lines, you know. Yep, yep. And, like, just talking about the town's whatever. And the town of, like, 40. Um... And I remember as kids, like, for us, it was all about sneaking in the back to the coffee bar, coffee bar, the folding table, (laughs) or the, like, lean-to made out of plywood and a couple two-by-fours with the coffee maker, coffee pot and stuff, and and sneaking the Domino's sugar cubes. Yes. And, like, we'd come out of there like chipmunks as kids, you know, (laughs) and it's like... What do you guys got? Nothing. Exactly. That's so. Like every time I think about sugar cubes, that's what. That's it is. where I go to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's you know. I'm I'm glad we don't use that method anymore because I like the sugar to be dissolved and diluted. But right, it's kind of like appreciate it in the north, Midwest yeah. when you order sweet tea and they're like. They bring you out unsweetened tea and sugar packets. Do they not understand that sugar has a temperature at which it dissolves, and otherwise you're just kicking it around? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, the Wisconsin Old Fashioned, as I understand it originally, and this is according to a bartender who's written several books called Jeffrey Morgenthaler, who is well known in the space. I guess I'm not a bartender. I don't know, but. And I'm guessing there aren't many bartender authors either. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, But anyways, Jeffrey, as far as the research in his recipe goes, it's like you take a glass, you put an orange, you put a cherry, and then you muddle it up. And that's the only source of sugar in the whole drink. Then you add bitters, then you fill it with crushed ice, and then you just top that crushed ice with brandy until it's all the way full. And then, like, I guess there's a, a... a chat about what if you want to like top it with some like club soda or something like that. So I don't know where that evolution from that into Sprite or sour mix came into. I'm personally not a big fan of it. I think it dilutes the spirit. On the one hand, it's nice because you can get away with drinking cheaper brandy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do anyways, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it definitely uh, makes the. I know, like anybody that orders like an old-fashioned sweet and then they ask you what kind of brandy and you yeah. choose anything expensive it's like doesn't matter you're just trying to be fancy right now because you're not yeah. going to know the difference yeah. um, and I I think you share this I enjoy a true a classical a real spirit forward bourbon old-fashioned and maybe we'll finish this run with like uh, I know a place we can go or maybe we'll make our own we can make our own. We too. can make our own. We, we can get the swan to make one. We get the swan to make some. Oh, I, don't, I think we'll need to Uber home if the swan's making drinks. But we better just have them deliver. Yeah, which for me and much of this I've learned from you, actually, honestly, is you know, muddle fruit, simple syrup, bitters, 
bourbon, rye. Yeah, you could do a rye version too. Is my preference. Yeah. Rye, then, rye is better. It stands out. And then burn an orange peel, get the, the spritz, and then rim the glass. Rim the glass, set it in. And I prefer the like single large ice cube. Yes. Yes. But as earlier as we were doing our R and D for all of this, we realized, and, and you hit on it in the the cla- like the classic Wisconsin old fashioned, if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, I guess it is. <laughs> it is now. Um, was the crushed ice? Yeah, crushed ice is vital. Like. And we, it's, it's kind of like a, a mint julep. And two weeks in a row here, we have not had crushed ice in our Wisconsin old fashioned. And I mean, to be fair, like, a shout out and respect to all the bartenders, like, it's a pain in the butt to do crushed ice, yep. unless it's like a hip bar where they're doing the crushed ice, yep. and like, most of those that I've been to recently, they're just using the big cubes, so like, I, I wouldn't want to ask for that when it's like happy hour or rush yeah, time. Yeah, right? No, but it's funny. But if like, I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny what a difference that actually makes. Yeah. Huge in difference. how Huge. the brand, I feel like it like, it holds the brandy in a, an embrace. It like dilutes over time, which helps it evolve and like yeah. gives you different flavors, which is why I don't typically do sweet old fashions. Like sweet Wisconsin old fashions, but I don't know. Is do you the, do the sour? I, it's not my favorite, but it's like preferable in my opinion. Yeah, have you yeah. tried press? I no, I haven't. I've never even been offered. All right, I'm, I'm gonna need you to go ask for a Wisconsin old fashioned press on my tab. I'll try. I'll it's try important. it. We'll see how it we goes. Need to, we got time for. Th- we got time for yeah, it. We got time for this. I, we're gonna have to investigate the press because I think they just add water. I'd be I'd be more okay with that. Yeah. I'd Are you willing okay to that. order it and ask what the hell it means? Yeah, sure. What's so, all about you? <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just take notes back here. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that's... I'm curious to know that. So, we talk a little shop around these parts. Sometimes. Occasionally. Here and there. Good. Are, are any kids getting Christmas presents this year? <laughs> uh, the ones with, with parents who are super inventive... <laughs> And the ones who aren't like a, what's that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's like going out on Christmas Eve to find like the oh, Ultraman yeah, yeah, yeah. toy? Yeah. I don't know. We'll put it's it gonna in the be, show notes. It's going to be real. I, I, I read an article and we sent an email about it. Like, it, Hasbro. Hasbro is huge. Like, Hasbro owns the rights to like all of Disney's toys, all yep. of Marvel, Dungeons and Dragons, like everything. And Not they, to mention like all of your just classic board games. And, yes, like, all the classic board games. Yeah. and they like they, they they own not only like the rights to like the, the figurines and like the games and stuff like that, but they own the rights to like all of these entertainment pieces as well. So like oh, I wow. bet Hasbro had a hand in Leapfrog first, like just the yeah. licensing that's involved with it. It's a huge house of brands, like tons of brands going on there. And like I read a story where they were posting a significant amount well. It depends on. I mean, they're a huge company, so it's all like, relative. it was like a hundred million in unfulfilled orders. But it was in quarter three, and in quarter three, the the end of quarter three looked like this in terms of demand for freight, right? So it started off kind of lower here, and it just like so like in September, mid September. The Wait, can we get that sound effect again? Oh, I got it. <laughs> so. In mid-September, there's a, there's a metric that I, I think Fre- FreightWaves created this scale, and so they measure, because they have partnerships, all of the electronically tendered requested, not just tendered, like not something that actually gets on a truck, okay. but just 
electronically and requested you, lows. Something somebody was looking to move. Exactly. Yeah. If you're so if you're out there trying to grab a quote, whatever. Yeah. So they'll measure all of that, and it was somewhere around. I mean, like things have been crazy. So like, since like the end of the third quarter of 2020, stuff went from like I don't know somewhere around like 10,000 loads per day to like 15,000 loads per day, and then at the end of the quarter three here, it's like in 2021, it's been like lower it's like 15,000 loads up to like 16,200 which has never been hit before so it's like an all-time high so that's requests per day for that many loads okay so wow that's just a lot of demand for moving goods and it's because a lot of businesses are trying to move things from ports to their DCs to be able to get stuff in and if Hasbro was having issues at the end of the quarter fulfilling orders when like for I betray my bias a little bit here, but like forward-thinking brands like Costco and I think maybe even Target is on this, Walmart's definitely on this, like we're chartering their own ships at this yeah. point to make sure that they had stuff. It just like makes me nervous for what the season could look like in terms of, and, and yet like there's other, like the National Retail Federation is saying, oh, holiday spending is going to go up 8% over what it was in 2020, and 2020 was pretty crazy, so I'm really worried about supply and demand not just for the holiday season like we'll, we'll, we'll get through that it's going to be it's going to be hard to explain to a three-year-old what the supply chain is my heart goes out to all the three-year-olds that don't get the toys that they're after but what i'm more interested in too is like what happens after this so i have a feeling and i'm not like a super expert in this space but like i have a feeling that we're going to continue to see bottlenecks at ports well into 2022 not for retail goods although that'll be part of it but for all the industries that and it translates into retail goods but for all the industries that are having issues with like semiconductor shortage and like all of the warehouse parts like the the the, the raw metal shortages and stuff like that and then like what is produce season going to look like next year like when i i keep seeing this meme going around on social media where it's like and the, I appreciate the ethos of, of the meme, but it's like American-made goods don't get stuck on container ships. You've seen it, yes, right? Yes, And I, like, sure, I what, hear what? that. I, I hear that. Also, we're a global society. We depend on raw goods outside of yep. what we can produce as a Can't an, even get them country. on our continent. Right. Things that we need to be able to create those American-made products, mm-hmm. and then the other piece of it is that doesn't matter. The truck, there aren't trucks. Yeah. The trucks are spoken for. So even if it's yeah. made in, you know, Kentucky or North Dakota or I mean wherever. Yeah. Where's it going to go? You know, if you know this whole idea of I mean even Canada, Mexico, it's a at this point the capacity is so tapped. Yes. I, it doesn't matter where it's made. It's waiting. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. Super important. We've got old, fa- Wisconsin old fashioned press. Pressed. Yes. Whatever that means. I understand you got the intel. I did. I asked Enlighten what it means. Please. So it's a, it's just a way that you can order pretty much any drink, and the language comes from when you're pressing on the like soda, Stop the it. wand. So you press both the Sprite and the sparkling water at the same time. So just half Sprite, half sparkling water. I thought this was so. going to be something way more... Yeah, like revolutionary. Yeah. But it's not... I mean, I haven't tried it yet. It seems like it'd be all right. Let's find out. Let's find out. Cheers. Cheers. I 
do like that more. Yeah, I it's like less sweet. More. Yeah. yeah. I actually found a little Corbel in my old fashioned. Well, if you go from the bottom, that's nice. I still like the presence of this much orange juice without like a really spirit heavy is really throwing me off. Right. Like I tried to prep for this last night. <laughs> I made I made a rye old fashioned. Love but this about you. Yeah. I took like I took a slice of orange and I took a cherry and I muddled it up first. And then I made, you know, two parts bourbon, quarter ounce of si simple syrup and some bitters and stirred it up and filled it with ice and cracked ice. Um, and it was like, yeah, it was good. It's just that much orange, though, like, really kills it. it. Like It takes it over. Like, I prefer the orange, just the peel and the... Just give me the... Just, just give express me the, the oils right on top. Just... Yeah, and I... I didn't... I didn't know how important that was until having another one, you know? Yeah. Like, well, because, like, like, as I understand it, an old-fashioned is a great way to get acquainted with whatever kind of spirit that you have. Like, whatever... This makes me sound like a super hipster, whatever. About you. But it makes you, it helps you get acquainted with like, okay, if I've got a, a, a Booker's bourbon, which I won't have for many years, but one day, one day, you know. Sound like it's pricey. It's, I mean, it's a hundred bucks a bottle, so like more than I want to spend. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, if you had like a oh, Booker's, you're like, getting for Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be something else. But okay, if I have a, a old granddad, bottled and bond, great old bourbon. Granddad. Run of the mill, a little rye heavy on the bill. It's nice. Um, What's the other? There's another um, bourbon that's like super. Keep going. Evan Popular. Williams. No, it's like. Keep going. Rittenhouse rye. No. Bourbon expensive. Oh, oh God. Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy Van yes, Winkle's like no. un unapproachable, completely unapproachable uh, by Blends. most of us. I've never heard of Blends. What? Why? They have yeah. it here. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, it's like 350 bucks a bottle. Um, but wow, it's I, I haven't had it. It's hard to find. Um, like it's common, but it's hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Supply chain, am I right? <laughs> um, yeah, Blanton's. It has like a little. It's like a round bottle, and then there's like a little person on a horse on top. I think um, huh. it's cute. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's Grand just a good man. way to get to know. Like, does this bourbon have more like caramely, vanilla-y kind of stuff? Is it more like? Floral? Is it more like barrelly? You know? Yeah. So I'm you're just kind of establishing like a baseline to be able to digest the spirit. Yeah. Through. Well, it helps. It helps like it helps the different characteristics kind of stand out to you. So then the next time you try it neat, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. That's how I understand it. Interesting. Because I would think neat, you would get it, but I guess you're breaking it up a bit with the uh, other. It's like a training device. <laughs> it's like a way to train your palate. It's like a riglet on a snowboard. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but yes. I know you know what it is, I so I'll pretty, agree with I, you. I saw him pretty Wisconsin. You, you do know right? about winter sports. <laughs> I don't, but I'm learning. No, so a riglet is a thing that you tie to the front end of a snowboard for a kid so they can stand on you oh, and cool. them around with it. Riglet, it's like rig but smaller. I don't riglet. know if that's what it means. Sounds like good Latin to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were chatting a bit before we learned about the press, which I thought was going to be way more interesting yeah, it's than standard. holding down the soda water and the Sprite buttons together. But here we are. Never bartended, only beer tended. Um, before all of that, we were chatting a bit about the port and the ocean crisis and all this and yeah. like holiday season and our kids are going to get what they're not going to get and are they going to want and like the Hasbro challenge like I you know I don't know 
Yeah. I The thing that I, like, think about a little bit, I don't want to say it keeps me up at night, I don't want to say I worry about it, but it's like, will the supply chain for the things we want overpower the supply chain for the things we need? Because at a certain point, what it looks like right now is that the companies will supply to wherever they're getting, I mean, good business practice, really. Right. Where, you, where's the most money coming yeah, from? Yeah, provide where you yeah. can get the most money. So, like, if that looks like demand for toys, then cool. If it looks like um, anything else, then, you know, so when does that cut into food? Yeah. When does it cut into semiconductors? When yeah. does it, I don't know. So, I, if I'm remembering right, your family's doing something kind of interesting for the holidays this year. So we're giving each other something that tells the other person something about us. So it could be like, hey, I really loved this podcast, and I want you to listen to it, um, but I really want you to listen to it. Or like, this is a book that really changed my life, or this is an album that I really love, and I want you to do it. Or like, I'm gonna, what I'm going to try to do is try to incorporate some kind of like experiential thing where it's like, I want you to like do this thing. I don't know exercise, and that's going to teach you about me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But just to kind of get away from like, because I mean, like we're all adults. There are no three-year-olds in my family, so like three-year-olds don't understand the supply chain. Yeah, I barely understand the supply chain, and I'm three times ten. So, you know, it's like when we so like we do have young kids, and something we instituted a few years ago, which is coming in handy now in supply chain crisis, is just distilling holidays down to. Something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Nice. So it's nice because it rhymes. It rhymes. It's cute, and but it makes it easy for the kids, right? Like yeah. when when I was a kid, it was here's the JC Penny catalog. Like, let's go through and circle everything we're never gonna get. You know. Toys R Us. Rest in peace. Uh, I hear there's like there might be some reviving happening in that realm heard this too so that's another episode can't wait to unless they bring back jeffrey i was gonna say yeah if jeffrey (laughs) the giraffe is a part of this equation we will cover it otherwise we're out yep um but you know i and i really i was on the phone with my mom the other day and she was asking like about the holidays for the kids and it's like please don't buy them anything like they don't need anything else Uh, you know how many toys do they have that they've played with twice so many um, you know, like, it's just, it's waste, yeah. you know, really, yeah. and so for us, like, we're really leaning into even, because the pro, like, it was really cute for us as, a, as an immediate family to go to something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. We weren't the problem, though, it was all the relatives yeah. that yeah. love our kids and we're so grateful for that are the problem, that yeah. buy them all this stuff. And then, you know, it's like our girls are 14 months apart, so they buy two of everything, and it's like, we don't need any of this. Uh, they definitely don't need, like, I don't want my kids inside playing with the toys. I want them outside having experiences, and so pushing our family to invest in experiences for our kids has been yeah. a real priority for us. So, um, like my mom, a museum, the Children's Museum in Madison is amazing. Let's get a family membership there. Like that's things awesome. like that where yeah. like that's gonna have so much more value. Like yeah. versus something you're gonna play with a couple of times versus something we do all year long together. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think it's a good idea. And, and I hope that I hope that a lot of people embrace that, not just because of a supply chain crisis, but not that I'm trying to undermine, you know, the the strength and, and growth of businesses, but I think businesses need to also, yeah. be mindful. To be, yes, absolutely. Like, like, f- 
Facebook, Instagram, they're not the only companies that need to be having conversations about how they impact younger generations. It's also the Mattels and the Hasbros. It's also the, like even the sport companies that, that produce like sport equipment and like right. it's the clothing lines and how they advertise and how they advertise to kids and how they make children feel about being in a body. Like that can be a very weird experience if you have like, like a particular idea about what you're supposed to look like and then the clothes that you buy don't line up with that. It's like this is awkward and this is weird and I think like that is what social responsibility means to me. That's what corporate responsibility yeah. means to me. And I don't think the conversation is quite, like, I think it's getting there. I think there's a lot of forward-thinking brands that are doing that, but I don't think it's really entered the mainstream yet. No, I agree. Like, and we're in a weird season where it's like, the access to information has skyrocketed. Yes. And so, yes. like, kids have access to information that you and I never had growing up. Like, I, we were never exposed to things. I learned more in an hour on TikTok than I learned yeah. in my three-year master's degree. Yeah, like, like I, I didn't. I didn't know how uncool I was Dude, until like just, way there's, later. There's so many intersections of everything that it's just like I totally wasn't even aware. Yeah. And it's like, but it, but I'm glad that it's happening. I mean, obviously, it's got to force the conversation for the people who have that position and yeah. who are able to make those decisions. And that's, I think, in the same, like, not the same way, but in a similar way to supply chains trying to catch up to changing demands and different yes. landscapes. Yeah. In the same way, corporate and, you know, business responsibility, ethical responsibility, and the questions we're asking, the conversation we're having, how are we influencing audiences, what are we really out for, well, we're going to be pushed towards that. And no matter what, yeah. what vertical you're in, it's it, going to happen. It, it's going to happen because... There's no more hiding, right? No. Like everything. It used to be businesses don't get involved in these complicated these right. conversations because you can keep it professional. But now it's like no. you're going to be in more trouble for not yeah. taking a side. It used to be don't take a side because you'll alienate someone. Now it's if you don't take a side, yes. you're not going to have a labor force. If you don't take exactly. a side, you're not going to have a labor force. Yeah. Full stop. Like it's going to be bananas. Yeah. And it. I mean, we're just. Drinking and predicting here, but I I happens to think we're onto something. Um, <laughs> I only think we're onto something because of like all the other people who are speaking into this right now. Like yeah, I, we're I'm not the not, smart people in the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I'm parroting information. Yeah, right we're now, just like, we're just the mouthpiece of things we consume. Um, it seems like there's that there's I, changes happening. There are, and they I mean ever incremental as they may be, but so so important yes. yeah. and you know I, if we really pan back and see the progress in our lifetimes I'm proud of it and there's so much more to come yes. you know uh, yeah. I, I, I love I love the voice our generation has um, I love the way in which our generation is now the majority of the workforce and that voice now doesn't just have noise but has power um, and I wish that power dynamics were a thing, but here we are still, so at least we're getting a seat at the table uh, by force or otherwise. Um, but it, yeah, it's supply chain beyond uh, to infinity. Thank you, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be an interesting next 24, 36 months. Yeah, um, for but sure. Jimmy, thanks for showing up today. Thanks for just learning about the press and and what a classic Wisconsin old fashioned was and how we got here. 
Um, I'm Ben. And I'm Jimmy. And we're with Swan Leap, and we're so excited that you hung out with us today. We hope you tasted something uh, tasty and delicious where you were. If not, there's always time to make up for it. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going strong.